We had all prepared, and we're ready to open. I know. I'm sorry. I had a long meeting with management. Sorry about that, guys. Well, right. we've we, not actually opened it yet. So we, yeah, we're we, about like, to. I just click record. We were making jokes that you got fired. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Nick, Nick got it. Yo, you want to see something cool? No. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Well, hi, everybody. It's episode six of the Gas Bags podcast and pulling back the curtain, showing how the sausage is made. How you doing? This is actually our third or fourth attempt to open this fucking thing. But, you know, uh, you know, third time's a charm, evidently. I'm Nick Valmano. Uh, I'm joined by my dear friends. Jason Jenkins, Jinky, your boy. And Tanner Brutomesso, Tanner Brute 28. Fun fact, Tanner's the only one without something in his mouth right now, because both Janky and I have lifesavers in ours, Hey-o. which, which for, is just great, great for, uh, for recording. Now. For now. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. All right, it is episode six of the Gas Bags, and a lot of stuff to get into, short amount of time to do it, because we've convinced ourselves that we're going to try to make smaller, more digestible podcast for you as our past couple have gone two to three hours right, every yeah. single time it's got a lot of thoughts it has gotten all kind of crazy so uh we might as well start with this one hell of a night the other night in the nba yeah joel Embiid 70 points and carl anthony town 62 but what i thought was kind of interesting they lost. <laughs> yeah, Joel yeah. Embiid helps his team beat the Spurs. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns, they fall to the hapless Hornets by three after dropping 62. And I, evidently I heard, who's the coach of the uh, T-Wolves? Ah, oh, dude, I just saw his name. I know, I, I can't remember his now. name, but he basically ripped the team afterwards because they were playing like schoolyard oh, ball. And they just kept feeding Cat to, you know, to score. And it wasn't good enough for, you know, they were basically playing. Chris Finch. There we go. Uh, Kitty, Kitty Paintball. Yeah, basically, yeah. They just kept what feeding. What are you doing the, out there? I don't know. They just kept feeding the hot hand. And it was like, stop doing that. We have other, you know, other things we need to do to win. But hell of a night in the NBA. But the big story of DuJour has a local flair to it in the sense of Terry Rozier heading to the Miami Heat. And if there's ever a player that embodies that lunch pail toughness of Pat Riley and company, it's definitely so Terry Rozier, who's yeah. having himself a hell of a season. God, no, I mean, I think so he's uh, top 25 in scoring on the he season. He is. He is. Um, he's, uh, again, he's everything that we could kind of see when he was here. Just didn't have, I don't think he had the support around him, you know, still young. Uh, and then you saw him kind of turn into that year in the playoffs with the Celtics. When he became Scary Terry. Right. The true right. blood so jersey. That's my favorite. <laughs> well, as Tanner has on our little sheet of lies here, um, they give up Kyle Lowry in the 2027 lottery-protected first pick, um, which every time I see future like deals, I just feel so We were old. just talking about it. Me and Max, he said, so they traded for a guy that doesn't have his driver's license yet. I go, yeah. Basically, pretty yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> That's yeah, wild. Like, it's it's odd because the NBA lives there. Yeah, like they don't trade next year's picks hardly ever. It's always five years from now. Yeah, in the future and everything like teams, that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, what, Terry to the Heat is a great fit. He's going to mesh well with Jimmy Butler. You got to think they have a similar skill set and mindset. Um, and I know the Heat aren't exactly one of the favorites to win it all this year, but. You got to think they add a little bit of depth. They might be able to go on a playoff run. I mean, I don't disagree. And and I think they'll be within the last four teams. I think they're 
you know, they're with the Sixers in quality. They're within the Bucks in quality. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to – those are – and then the Celtics, obviously. I think those are your best teams in the in the East right now. You know, Indiana kind of had that run there for a minute, but I don't think that's a sustainable thing for them. I'll, I know they just got Seattle. I was, was going to say, I'm excited to see Halliburton get healthy and then – with Pascal Siakam. With, yeah, with Siakam yeah, to I'm see what to they see could do, with, make some noise. I could see them squeaking out, like, beating. A, now, they're they're good, right? Yeah. And you don't. I don't think you want to um, – I don't think you want to – again, just like in the in-season tournament, I don't think you want to play them in one game. No. I think in one game they're, they're, they're highly competitive to the point proven that they played in the in-season tournament championship. Right. So Which was fun. Chaos, well, no, but I, fun. Like, yeah. Listen, normally, so I like the NBA uh, a lot, maybe um, maybe more than college basketball right now, just because Louisville well, is yeah. just Kenny so Payne's not coaching in the NBA. Bad. <laughs> um, so as you like, have a Knicks that, hat on, <laughs> but normally I don't pick up the NBA. You know, I, I kind of pay attention right around Christmas because you know Christmas games are always good games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I normally don't pick it up until. About now, when we're closing out the football season, right? This is about when I really start digging into it. Um, I feel like this is about when the NBA teams start playing. Yeah, it, it starts to pick up there in mid February. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Some other uh, NBA headlines: Bucks firing head coach Adrian Griffin. Uh, he, he just brought up a tweet just a second ago that uh, there's apparently already a potential uh, deal with Doc Rivers. It's going to be. Doc. Oh, really? I think it's Doc. Wow. Which, I always like Doc. Hey, high five. See you guys in the uh, conference yeah. finals this Doc, year. Doc, Doc <laughs> the Bucks. Yeah. Dude, that got me so excited when when Ennis told me that. He was like, they're saying Doc Rivers. And I was like, ha good joke. Wait, you're serious. Wow. <laughs> I always like Doc. I know he doesn't have good postseason. He rode it off the coattails of that. The one that, that super team before super teams were super teams. Yeah. Or before teams were, can be no, I know made into super teams with KG. Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and then you have Rondo at the young Rondo the young playoff Rondo. Rondo. Oh yeah. my God! I still Johnny. Hey, listen, Johnny makes that team though. Like, like that team doesn't exist in that way without without him because he literally led and Eddie House. I remember Eddie House too. He literally led the, the those veterans. Like he he held them together. He distributed the ball. He ran the offense, and I think that's a that's a, a credit to how smart he is of a player. Mm-hmm. Just he like, will be an awesome like NBA coach one day. Ooh, I don't know about that, Rondo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that he. I think he would he's be. notoriously hard on people for being stupid. I think he'd be a good assistant coach, possibly. But yeah, yeah. he'd be like a bad said, cop. Like, listen, there's nothing wrong with being hard on stupid people, right? Like, I'm not against you need that. I just but in the NBA, it's but very I, hard right, to. In NBA, oh, yeah. I'm in college. Did I say NBA? Yeah, I would like to see him in a college level. That's what I meant. Maybe I could see that. Maybe yeah, I could see him maybe at like a mid major or something like that. Like, um, and I say only reason I say mid-major is because, I mean, the power six now are NBA teams. Absolutely. So you have to be very careful with, yep. you know, how you deal with, yeah. with kids there. Um, interesting anecdote here I see at the end of this. Uh, why can't we do that here in Louisville? Fire <laughs> Kenny Payne midseason. And we actually had Seth Greenberg on today, and they talked a little bit about it um, in the sense that it, it, it always goes to the question – 
it can't really fix things. Or it'll it'll make things worse it costs, before it gets better. It costs better. money and it doesn't change much. Right. So it's sort of it's one of those things. Now I do think it's interesting that they do that in the NBA. The NBA more money, TV deals, and everything like that. I feel like you have a little bit more leeway. Whereas, well, and where it happened at, right? The Bucks second in the East. Right. Right. <laughs> that is they're, wild. They're tr- they're trying to get over whatever is causing them their woes right now. Right again, they're not a bad team. Uh, and, and what skit are they on? Are they like lost five of six or something, something like, that? like that? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not. It's not even like an astronomical skit. Right. But yeah, no, they. There's been something kind of. And I just. What do you think about? What do you think about this? Because uh, who was the guy up there in Milwaukee two years ago? Budenholzer. Yeah, and didn't kind of the the narrative of that was kind of like Giannis ran him out. Something like that. Oh, well, how do you feel about this one? I don't see that. that the midseason firing, there that's got to come from somewhere, right? There was a video yeah. with Giannis on the bench with, like, pen and paper, paper, and, like, he had a few players, like, looking over his shoulder, and it was like, it just looked like he was writing up plays, and I saw a tweet that it was like, yeah, that was the moment he lost <laughs> his job, all that stuff. I mean, I, I love Giannis as a player. I would hate a lot of players I dislike that are, you know, Coach, coach killers, right. Boogie Cousins comes to mind. Yeah. Like I, 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 I'm not a fan of a coach killer. No, I love Giannis. I would hate for that to become something of is. his legacy. Yeah. I mean, I would hate to be that. that back. Sorry, I would hate for that to be who he is in, in general. Yeah, because I do think he's a an unbelievably, unbelievably talented person who's a great ambassador for the fact that he's not American. Yeah, right. He's not from. He's not from Europe. Uh, like traditionally, right? I know that he's. Gr- I was going to say, I was like, I thought. Well, well, was there. <laughs> now, now on. like he's like, but he's not like native Greek, right? Right. right. So he's an yeah. immer- he's he's from an immigrant family into Greece. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. Yeah, and any anyone that's that wholesome eating Oreos for the first time, <laughs> like I just I can't see him running oh. a coach out. But I mean, maybe he did. But the, I just... um, there's a, a a video of him, and I I, I think it's. It's hot dogs. That's what it is. Did you, did you remember seeing that? Where he's like just. Oh, yeah. He's in not Cincinnati. He's in Milwaukee, Milwaukee. And he's having like a brat or something yeah, like that. That's yeah. what it is. And he's just blown away by it. I'm like, yeah. how? These how, are man? so good. Yeah. Oh, man. How's that, how's that not made it to you yet? Yeah. Uh, no, that was wild to me. Like, yeah. like you're in Milwaukee. They're everywhere. Yeah, seriously. That's like the national food of Milwaukee. And like somehow he hadn't had it before. And this was like six months ago. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, you know, his like sophomore year there or something yeah. like that. This was like six months ago. Totally with you. That was very surprising to me. All right. Next on the sheet of lies, Tristan Thompson suspended 25 games for the use of SARMs. Let's let Janky take so I, this one. I take SARMs. Okay, so what? Why uh, did, did so I looked up what he took? Make a big difference, or are they um, bad? I so just thought they were steroids or diet steroids. That's what I looked at it as. Uh, so it's not specific. It's not, that's not specifically wrong. <laughs> uh, but I did look up what he took, uh, and so uh, ibutamorin, which is MK six seventy seven. That's like a uh, androgen receptor that. Um, it, it ignites what your testosterone does. And the other one that he took, too, which is like LD, LDS 4033, uh, similar thing, like a bulking agent. Um, I don't know why he needs a bulking agent. I don't know if he's, like, muscle wasting. for, the, But, like, hmm. but that's what it, those are the things that he was taking. They're uh, not as potent as just taking, like, um, 
straight test or like, you know, Winstrol or something like that. Um, but it, it does a lot of the same effect. Like I was reading about the, the, uh, 4033 and it was, uh, some guy or there had been a test where the average, uh, lean muscle mass gain was like 30 pounds in eight weeks, which is fucking bonkers. It's like 30 pounds in eight weeks is insane. That is like, I don't know. Massive amount. Like, uh, so I learned about him through Rogan like that. That's the uh, person that I knew that was taking them first. Like his, uh, the concept behind his alpha brain and stuff like that. Mm hmm. Is, is Which I've taken alpha brain. I like that. They actually, it's a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. Jamie, your pe- pep- peptides, peptides and SARMs and stuff yeah. like that. It depends because not everything is um, le- I'm not going to use the word illegal because it's not necessarily illegal. It's uh, the you, the World Doping Agency bans them from right. athletic performance because it would be like a PED. Right. Well, isn't like creatine like banned by them or something like that? Uh, I mean, I stuff think, that's like in just regular over the counter. I don't know if protein. I thought creatine's like the most researched drug on the planet. <laughs> so I don't know if it is, but I know there's a lot of stuff that they put in through like protein powders and pre workouts and stuff like that that is that is banned. Like if you're a, if you're a professional athlete or you're actually depending. If you're a collegiate athlete, sometimes you got to be real careful yeah, right. about that stuff. Like you can't just go to the store and buy it. Like if it's not, yeah, if I, if my future is relying on it, um, I'm taking whatever the trainer has given me. I'm not right. The rest of the stuff. Yeah. It, I mean, they got their own little concoctions over there anyway, <laughs> for what it's worth. Right. But I don't, I don't know if you guys had that kind of treatment with the hockey team or not. Uh, we did not. We were lucky if we had a shower. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, occasionally we would share orange slices and peanut butter and everything like that. Uh, good times. Um, all right, let's transition to a little bit of college basketball. So uh, tonight, probably by the time we podcast this, the game will have passed. But Duke comes to town. Oh my God, we lost. There we go. <laughs> there we go. All right, awesome. There <laughs> For we the go. People that are listening. So, God, about twenty. Shit. <laughs> Do they? Kenny co- Payne still said young people are the problem. Ah, damn it. Do we cover the thirteen and a half tonight? Yes or no? I'm surprised it's dropped that low, and I realize that that's people betting. Right. Dropping that line right now because I think it opened up at like 15. Yeah. Uh, and I know that uh, Ken Palm was like 16 or something like that. Has Vegas finally kind of learned to do the Louisville fade a little bit? Because like, I think so. I mean, uh, I, I mean, not now that we're comfortably wait, in conference. What was play. the UNC one? Like 16 and a half, I think. Didn't we lose by 16? Yes. Cover. All right. There you <laughs> go, boys. <laughs> Who good said team, Kenny's a bet? No, I'm good teams win, great teams cover. Yeah. There we go. Oh, there no, that's go. meant the other way. Ah, oh, whoops. Oops. Well, you're, you're supposed to win in cover? Oh, Ooh. my bad. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Kenny, Kenny got that Kenny got that one wrong. He's <laughs> like, wait a second, time out. We've been a great team all year. We've been covering the hell out of this. Now, Zan Payne's starting. Oh, my God. As a, as a fellow Nepo baby, I'd love to see it. That was a funny As, text. You're like, yeah, one for the Nepos. <laughs> yeah. Which, now, on the other be, hand. We should be getting the starting lineup here real soon. Uh, that's a good point. That's Aiden McCool. Come on. I just. He geez. earned it. <laughs> I, I mean, you have to. Somebody brought this up, and I don't want to be overly critical, but someone was saying, is he trolling the fan base at this point? Yeah. He's got to be. I mean, so here's the thing. And I don't. I don't want to call him stupid. Right. Because that's not what I think. That's mean. 
and it is maybe mean. Um, <laughs> it's definitely mean. <laughs> however, I don't know that he has that in him, right? Like that's you know what I'm saying. Oh, to troll, yeah, to troll, no, right? You know, like it, his generation, things like that. I don't think that that's like their thing. Uh, now, if he was um, my age, maybe. <laughs> but right. So, like the start with Sam Payne, the the post game show, right? The or not the post game show, the the call in show yesterday, the coaches show that they yeah. did at the Keebler Center. Um, oddly enough, and I realize because uh, you know every time I hear it on the radio, Drew is like, "This was pre scheduled." The pre scheduled ones just always happen after demoralizing losses. Yeah, right, right. It's <laughs> surprisingly, now, ironically, pre scheduled, but um, so it was like they predicted it. Right, there's a script. <laughs> so they, um, uh, Paul asked him a question about uh, calling a timeout. Um, you know, that first nine minutes or whatever where it was just a freaking track meet. And so Paul asked him a question about calling, but did you think about calling a timeout or maybe having somebody foul so you could stop it? And he was like, he brought up the point that he looked out there. The first thing he said is he goes, my son was gassed. Right. And then, oh, shit. He, and, then and then he goes on to talk about how this is part of his thing about being the most conditioned team, but he just admitted that his son is gassed. And then he goes on to say that he enjoyed watching the big man for Wake Forest be gassed. Well, stop paying attention to the big man at Wake Forest <laughs> being tired and start coaching your team, please. Right. I would really appreciate that. Like, it's like he he told on himself in a clip immediately again, and he does it all the time, which is just more information that says he was never ready for this. Right. Like, and like. I, I've I've expressed it like I rode hard as hell for him last year, and it's just not good. We're just, we're not in a good like he's not going to pull it around. He's not going to turn the corner. It's it's one of those things where I I mean I I really like him and I I like I certainly don't think he's stupid. I think he's a wonderfully nice guy. I he's just done think a stupid thing. I I just feel like he consistently he falls into the Satterfield thing of he's not helping himself. No, not seemingly ever whenever he's in front of a microphone, and whether or not you want to say that, well, there's nothing he could do besides win. I mean, he could he could literally go up there and. You know, I, I feel like say literally anything, and it could be the best press conference ever. And he's under a microscope; someone's going to pick something out for sure, absolutely. But I, so I do think there's that. But I do think that, I mean, what do you think is going to happen when, you know, I mean, he's when he every single time Zane plays, even if it's in garbage time, right. which I don't have an issue with that. Neither do I. Like because as Pops has said, like sometimes he has to go with somebody who knows what they're. Knows what the game plan is. Me and well, the coach's son, he should know. You should. I don't know that we've got enough information from Zan that says that he absolutely does know. Well, the whole getting gas thing kind of is a right, little. Because he should be, if he's the coach's son, that, that dude should be the most. Listen, he should be the most conditioned human on that team. Well, as you know, as a walk on getting you know the playing time, you'd, right. you'd think like, like like Hersey. I think earned the playing time. I do too. Yeah, my, I mean, he he was coming in. He was he was hustling every game. And I'm not saying Zan didn't you know didn't didn't deserve it. But when you like you said, you immediately tell on yourself and go like, well, he was gassed. Yeah. Sort of like, well, shouldn't shouldn't he not be gassed? Like right. if he's getting the start, like isn't that something that? He just doesn't know, help himself. Because I, I don't know that uh, 
I don't know that you, you, if you start Tyler. <laughs> Just made a meme. <laughs> that is a good That's meme. That's all I can think of. But yeah, I don't know if you start Tyler if Tyler's the asked at that point. And Tyler is literally 100 miles an hour all the time. Yeah, right. Um, but see, like, and the other thing is, like, I don't know how much of this is us just parsing, you know? I mean, because like you said, he like had he said Tyler was gassed, we wouldn't be losing our mind, or would we we be losing our mind? Be like, well, don't you need to get the team in shape, like Tyler? I think we would. I think we would think about it similarly. I just think the fact that it's his son makes kind of adds to it. Yeah, yeah, because it brings up a lot of stuff, like you know. Uh, who's the best son that played for a dad in college? Probably Doug McDermott. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to go with. That's probably the best example of this. Um, Who was the um, the guy from Georgia Southern? I was going to say the one that yeah, Ron he, Hunter's he hit, kid. He hit a, a buzzer beater and his, yeah, dad, his dad fell out, out of the chair. ACL or Achilles oh, right. yeah, and yeah, yeah. fell out of his chair. <laughs> Uh, that's the, one of the coolest moments. That is that, that is really was cool. Like March Madness in a nutshell. Like oh my god, that was awesome. Oh Georgia god, Southern, <laughs> yeah. My brain is gonna it's gonna uh, hate me for a second because I'm gonna have to look it up. Cal but Perry son. The, well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or, or not given. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Scott Scott Drew, right? Um, I, Did his son play? Am, am, no, he was the son. Oh God! Right at at Valpo, he hit the shot. He hit, didn't. Didn't he who hit the shot? Scott Drew, Bryce Drew, I. I can't think of it. Did the Hurleys get to play? No, they played for their dad in high school. Oh, that's it. All right. Yeah, because yeah. uh, um, Hurley is like a New Jersey high yeah. school legend. Yeah. Because I remember I, I looked up Dan Hurley's thing, and I saw he used to assistant coach for Rutgers in like the 90s. And I was like, oh, my God, another one that slipped away from Rutgers. Nice. <laughs> Bryce Drew. It, it, it was Bryce Drew. Bryce Drew, but his dad was the coach, I'm still pretty sure. Okay. Hmm. Man, that now you just that's down 1998. Dane's ranked in basketball. Wow, it's a good mid major. I've not, yeah, I've not watched fighting Obi Toppins for yeah. That's isn't his brother on that team? That that just shows how much Louisville basketball has just killed me. As I don't watch college basketball religiously anymore. Yeah, no, it's definitely except if there's like a good game. Here's a topic not on the sheet, but I want to like ask you guys. Whoever they get as their coach, do you think it will immediately galvanize the fan base to it? Like, I'm not saying like permanently, because I think that's going to be the challenge, getting somebody that gets the fans back engaged permanently. But do you think the fan base is so checked out unless it's the hire or a splash hire? Saying, do you think there's so much damage that say they they get a dusty May? I think, is that enough to get people to buy back in? I think you got to have. Doesn't have to be the biggest splash, mm-hmm. but you got to get somewhat of a big name. Like you can't get like trying to think of like not a good coach, but or like a good coach that's not like my guy from Colorado State, like, yeah, Nico like, Medved. Yeah, my, my like, I feel like I know you would be all for it, but like. I think the like I, on at the at the end of the day, if it's anyone but Kenny, fans will be back in the seats, no doubt in my mind. But I mean, but, do you go from five thousand to ten thousand, or do you go from five thousand to eighteen thousand? So you do need a splash, but you don't like. I'm. I'm it doesn't a, have to be the biggest splash. If the fans are like, yeah, like anyone but Kenny at this point. For I think that's where I'm at. Like 
But yet again, you can't have like some idiot or some dummy come in and be like, yeah, I'm the coach now. Like you need to get a proven guy. And if it is, God, I can't believe if it's going to be Mick Cronin, God help it. But like, I still think, and yeah, bring home the Brom guy. He oh. might be right, but like at the end of the day, like, is it one of you guys? It's not one of you guys. It's not one of us. Okay, cool. I can guarantee you it's not Janky. Yeah, it's not me, bro. It's totally not me. Just Janky goes from one account. To <laughs> yeah, I'm just arguing. Mick is the pick to I'm arguing back to the Janky, your boy. You idiot. That sounds like someone exactly that's tweeting about Brom. But it's no, Mick would say. Like, so in the dusty in the in the May or the Nico Medved um thing, I think I don't think you get the initial like boost. Right, but I think if he comes in, you know, in at the end of, at the end of December, if we've got if we're you know ten and two, right? Oh yeah, I, I think everybody's back. Yeah, yeah, okay, I, I can see that. I think every, I, I think if you don't have a, a a splash name, gets you back, gets you butts and seats fast. Right, a a quality person like those two uh, that will probably prove themselves. Get you, it's going to take a it's going to take proof, right? You'll get a boot, you'll get a, the small boost, like you said, five to ten. Um, but like to go from five to 18, I think you got to hire, I think you got to, I think you got to hire Chris Beard, I think you got to hire Mick, <laughs> um, Bruce Pearl, um, maybe even Jerome Tang. I, I'm he's not even one of the ones that. If you go get Kelvin uh, Sampson, I mean, yeah, I would like Kelvin Sampson. I just think he's too old. Well, same thing with Bruce Pearl. Like, I think there's a lot of people that I would really like, but I think the the age is going to become a thing. And unless we've got a a backup plan somewhere, where hey, we need to right the ship with this person that we know is going to retire, right? And then this is the next. We're we're grooming this person, like, you know, I want Nolan to work out so very badly. Yeah, so very badly. I, I love, I love for it to you be. You brought normal. up Jerome Tang, and I found it very interesting. What I what was it last week? Jerome Tang was hired three days after we hired Kenny Payne. Yeah, in like a snap of a finger, he was able to get all these transfers, got some good recruits, and if I'm not wrong, they went to the Elite Eight last year. It sounds about right. Yeah, I th- don't want to be. I'm gonna look that up real quick, but no. Are you talking just, about? Are you, do you, they absolutely went to the Elite Eight. They didn't. All right, yeah, 100. Uh, percent So, like, back to your point, any splash will be a splash for us. It's. I look at it as you're not ripping a bandaid off. You're gonna slowly but surely be taking it off. It's gonna be a little painful because, mm-hmm. like, God knows, <laughs> painful. Um, <laughs> See. Uh, but, uh, like, it's going to be uh, – you got to get a proven guy if it's going to be Mick or your boy Nico Medved or – is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, like, so the Nico Medved thing feels very much like Eric Musselman, right? Okay. Um, well, I mean – Because they're coming from – Eric Musselman now or before? Before. Okay, You right. know, as he's coming out of Nevada. Oh, okay. Right. Like he, that's what he feels like. Now that's like you said, that could be a very good thing. It a hundred percent could. Uh, Musselman's a, gr- a great coach. Mm-hmm. Um, great recruiter. Great recruiter. Uh, I, 
Listen, I, I'm, I wouldn't be upset if that was how this worked out. Because um, that's how you prove yourself. You go and you, you build in a place like that, and then you end up here. You know, All the successful people have done it that way. Just well, but like not all of them have worked out. Like, no, no, no not mean, everybody. Right, not everybody works out. But like the, if you're going to be successful, I think you have to prove success at different levels. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, as okay, you okay. Increase okay. the difficulty of how your job is going because to to Colorado State from Colorado State playing <coughs> Mountain West, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not crazy when I say that. Who just had a team go to the? national championship last year yeah which right. i had to look that up i thought they were pac 12 yeah i was like oh power yeah. six. Oh no, no. <laughs> soon enough they're, they're yeah back. i was about to say pac 12 next oh yeah <laughs> but like, um, you know that's a um not an awful conference it's the step down from what you would consider power six ball, power six ball and you wouldn't think that a person that is very successful at that level would need to inch his way into a low-level Power 6 team. Right. Uh, you would think he would be able to just elevate to a to a competitive Right, team. yeah. If he's doing that much with less, imagine what he Correct. could do with, with more. Yeah, one of and those type when, things. And when we really look back at Kenny, he was doing nothing with nothing, for what it's worth. Yeah. Because he wasn't a head coach. And right. Like that's, that's, he could have, he could have, he could have taken, and he was given the opportunity to have what would be considered a power six job with DePaul. Right. Um, at the time when they were interviewed, DePaul was absolutely big East at that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he was given the opportunity to have that job at a place with unbelievably low expectations in the end. Right. Happy DePaul day. Like, his, right. Yeah. Like, like <sighs> there's some of that, that when I go back and I really look at it, that kind of bothers me that, um, maybe, Kenny had his nose up in the air at working the process the way it was supposed to be worked and felt like he was supposed to just elevate to the level, right? I was an assistant coach at Kentucky. I could absolutely coach at Louisville. Right. Kid you, though? But see, like, I, I would almost go that I think that that to me is more evidence that he never really wanted to be a head coach. Well, that's the well, other Isn't there the it, rumor that, like, Someone had to push him, like, dude, you got to take That's this not job. That's yeah. a rumor. He said it in yeah. the press conference oh. when he took the job. Yeah. So not a so, rumor. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, like, to me, that 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 emphasizes more on the fact that I'm not sure he ever really wanted to be the head coach. Uh, he didn't um, ever want to be here. I thought wasn't that the whole thing? Like when he was playing, it was like a I'm a wildcat. I'm a wildcat. Do you guys remember that? No, I mean when he was when he was with UK. Yeah, like no, 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 like. In the 80s. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, there was... I saw something that was like... I'm sure there is... It's got to be somewhere. I remember seeing something that was like back in the 80s. Like, he was like repeatedly being, I want to go to UK, all this stuff. And then like, I think his parents were like, no. <laughs> They're good. Louisville's good. Go there. And yeah, he wins a national championship. Well, it certainly worked out for him. I, yeah. I, I don't remember that. I'm not saying it didn't happen. Speaking of the Wildcats, let's spend a minute on this. Big Z, Zvonimirovic, uh, I think I said that right, uh, is finally playing. Will UK shut up about it? And now what is uh, UK's ceiling voice? Thoughts? Uh, what's his name? 
Get Big Game Boomer, the dumbest Twitter account, <laughs> claims that UNC is the best college basketball team. So, hey, they're up there. And only UK can hang with them, even though well, UNC is one of the few teams that's in the top uh, 20 in offensive and defensive. Oh, they are? I think so. Oh, wow. I think there's like three. And I guess um, that's a, a huge thing about being able to at least get to the Final Four. Uh, and most of the teams that win the national championship are in both of those categories. Uh, but, yeah, UNC is one of the few teams that is top 20 in offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. Well, I just know that UK is I, scoring the ball at yeah, astronomical they, rates, but they are. They I'm not sure they could guard us, but very, very good. But well, no, well, no, the, 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 oh, guard us? Be no, they they suffer. Yeah, their their defense is is still struggling a little bit, but I mean, when you're scoring the way they are, <laughs> and you have the depth they have with guys like Dillingham coming off the bench, and you know, averaging like I forgot what what he's averaging. I know, but I know they have at least five players averaging double figures. They, they're they're probably, scoring at historic numbers. They've probably got seven people that'll be drafted this year on that team. Now we're saying this, they're going to lose to yeah, right, South the, Carolina tonight. <laughs> like, I mean, they could. Oh yeah, they're, young. they're good though. They probably South have Carolina's seven people that are going to get drafted this year. That's I feel insane. Like that's every year too. Well, it's not. It's not been though. Yeah. Last four or five. It's yeah. Not been. Yeah, it's been like two or three and two I mean, other ones I'm that are mentioned. Fan. But I'm a Heat fan. There's been there. It was like two years in a row that like we picked up Bam and Hero. Bam and Hero. And, and then I, yeah. I like looked and I'm like they weren't that good at Kentucky and then ended well, up being the, stars. The Kentucky curses. They're they're never good at Kentucky, and they're yeah. awesome in the that's, NBA. That's right. my favorite thing is Devin Booker is one of the superstars, uh, and he was a six man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought I thought he should have come back. I was with Lachlan McLean saying, "It's like no, he, like he, he could use a year to being the guy and everything." And then he goes up and just is scoring at an electric level. I don't know that Carl Anthony Towns took a three point shot at Kentucky. Yeah, he's one of the best. And he's three one point of the shooting. best three point shooters. In the league. Yeah. There's Especially article. for bigs. But, yeah, right. one of the best ones just straight up. <clears throat> There's an article on ESPN, too. Purdue claims Big Z's nickname belongs to Zach Eady. Ooh, I'd love to see them meet in the tournament. That would be the battle for Big Z. Now, see, Janky's a Sellersburg boy like yep. me. The Big Z to me is the large pizza from Maserati. Absolutely. With everything on it. So, see, big fan of. I think of Zidane Ochara. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Not, also, another Big Z. Another Big Z for sure. Uh, but they're not, he's not as big as those two. <laughs> I, I, I mean, on skates, he probably Both foreign, is. but. Or, so, no, Edie's from Canada. So, yeah, technically, technically yeah. Funny Big Z story. Uh, we're riding home the other day, and uh, my son looks over at me. And he's like, um, What's this free Big Z stuff? Like, where was, where, was he in jail? I'm like, <laughs> that no. was the thing. I didn't know what was going on. Was yeah. like, did he, like, yeah. beat up someone? Yeah, I thought, I thought like, I so no, I missed something, too. Clear. And then I was just like, oh, yeah, the clearing he got, thing. He got paid playing overseas. He, and he was playing in a pro league. Yeah, and where, where everybody does. Yeah, right. And, and now he can't get paid. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, he was, like, lose, he lost his, like amateur status or something but he didn't and you know it was the NCA being NCA people imagine if Luca did that just came to like a college and was just like just balled the F out <laughs> oh my god I dropped 60 points per game and I won the natty I don't even speak English smoking a cigarette like <laughs> yeah. in the post game just yeah no that'd be amazing no that that's a good question let's spend two minutes on this who are guys that didn't play in college that you wish Nikola Jokic yeah. Jokic, Luka. Jokic, Luka. I think it was a story that Dirk 
would have went to UK or like that would be some wild. school that like I. There's always stories <laughs> like that though. Can I? There's there's always the story about uh, about LeBron like he uh, was gonna there, go to there Ohio was, State. Well, there was yeah there was there was actually a, a story where he was gonna go to Louisville and then there was a story that he was gonna go to Kentucky. Oh wow, both so. Good lord, that would be insane. I mean, if he went to Louisville, good lord, he would be. Yeah, cel- like Dirk Nowitzki would have played here. college basketball at UK. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> who wrote that? Uh, USA Today. No, uh, who wrote it? Who didn't? Not who picked it up? Who wrote it? Sean Hyken. I'm probably lives in Lexington. <laughs> For what it's worth, that would well. I mean, like it's not crazy to lives think in Chicago <laughs> because I mean Cal has you know no, a history yeah. with foreign big men, right? You know. Ines Cantor, you know, comes to mind. Like, well, but yeah, Dirk, we're talking about 1998. All right. Oh, oh. Is, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Rick or Tubby. Yeah, that's a really it good point. It would probably been Rick. Sorry, I was, I was thinking uh, um, uh, Jokic. I, yeah, yeah, I completely spaced that we, you know, we're talking about Dirk. That would be wild, though, if he, he showed up. That would have been Zog a is a good place, though, for a lot of these foreign guys to go. I could they see. I Zubac, could, they had Sabonis. Sabonis. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Olenek, Canada, but hey. Kyle Wilter was Canadian, right? I think so. I think yeah, so, yeah. He was. Yeah. So had that good one-two punch of him and Sabonis. Uh, all right, so let's go to the NFL. Uh, I've got about 20 minutes left before i got to bounce, boys. Um, NFL, Lamar versus Mahomes, Lions versus Niners. Uh, I was happy that... Lamar got the job done against Houston because we talked about it that nice. that could be like a trap yeah. game and everything. Well, and and the, there in the first half, it looked like it. Yeah, it was a little nerve wracking in the yeah. first. Until and they went in, they made their adjustments, and uh, he lit them on fire. Yeah, it was beautiful. On the interns podcast, we went right into it, and we all predicted that it was going to be a close first half, and then all doors open up against a uh, Kentucky, or Kentucky, a rookie QB and CJ Stroud. But it was awesome. We were. Granted, listen, CJ Stroud's. Gonna I was great. three for four on oh, my yeah. predictions. Yeah, I was pumped. I was. I did take. I almost had the Bills one, but no, Tyler Bass wanted to miss I got a kick. That, I got that one right. I did say Chiefs in that one, not because I thought it was going to be another wide right. Uh, like, are, are some cities just cursed? Oh my! Like, god. because that is. I mean, Bills maybe, and maybe. field goals. Right. Oh my god! I mean, to lose the same way. I had money on the Bills, and when the kick missed. I started cracking up, like almost to the point of tears, where I was like, I don't care that I lost like 10 bucks. Right, or that was worth $10 I just to like, see. I was like, that was hilarious. And then they zoom in on the Bills fan with his beanie over his like eyebrows and eye. And he's like, <laughs> I was like, yes. I felt like uh, Cartman in that. Somewhere, yes, yes, give me Scott Norwood tears. is give just flicking tears. a cigarette at me and like, uh, well, I taught him the ways. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I would. I don't want to say cursed, but if I was a Bills coach in any way, and the game was on the line for a field goal, I probably would not kick the field goal. I, I just, I, I would mean, probably go ahead and be like, "Man, we got, we got to get touchdown, guys." I mean, well, cause wasn't that the thing? Like Scott Scott Norwood was like a really good kicker, an incredible. Like, kicker. so I'm not saying like you know they, they would go out in the offseason and get like Justin Tucker or something like that. <laughs> no. no, like I mean, he was like the best in the league and still yeah. managed to miss the the Blue Mountain State thing where Harmon can't figure out how to kick and they're like, oh, just do what Scott Norwood did, and I was like, oh, what happened with him? Oh, he missed a uh, kick in the Super Bowl. So what what uh, what happened after that? 
the Bills went on to lose two or three. What was it? Three? Four. Four, four yeah, straight. Four straight Super Bowls. And he's like, how the hell is that supposed to help me with kicking? <laughs> and I was like, ah, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> no, I, I think that uh, there's a, I'm, again, if, I, if I'm on the sideline there, I'm like, yeah, we can't kick this. We got to put it in the end zone. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just going for it. Yeah. Could be fourth and 20. Don't care. You got to get you got to channel your inner Dan Campbell. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Speaking of, um, and I love the the special team reference, uh, who we like in, in the Lions and the Niners. Is this Detroit team a team of destiny? So I want it to be right because there's a sick fantasy that I have with Detroit playing the Ravens. And Jared Goff. America going, wants that. Going going down in the first quarter, and here comes Teddy. <laughs> oh God, oh that would be God. amazing. That would be amazing. A Louisville. I didn't even. I didn't even think. After each other I thought you were going with the Jalen Reeves Maven angle. And no, no, no. Which like, would oh, be awesome God. too, because I would be happy for Marcus. Right, right. Uh, and um, ostensibly Steve. Right. Who is weaseling his way into that absolutely as well he should uncle steve (laughs) uncle steve oh uncle steve but no i mean uh to to see two Louisville quarterbacks in teddy's final year would be oh my god that'd be so cool i don't want jared goff to get hurt but yeah if he could get like a stomach flu or something like that like he shits his pants or something yeah yeah exactly and teddy and here comes teddy oh my god that'd be amazing because he's got to go back and change his pants teddy gets on a roll and they're like well hold on Let's just let him work this out. You've done good this year, Jared, but let Teddy go. <laughs> but I mean, with Debo Samuel out, I mean that's a major factor in their he offense. Play, though. Do you think he will? I think he's not. Yeah, because they I said think, it's not yeah. broken, so it's his shoulder, going, right? It's the NFL, yeah. so they'll put a shot of something in cortisone him, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It is, Probably yeah. just well, get out there, man. You got it. I can't uh, tore it all. Tore it all. Tore it all. That's it. What did I say? Cortisone. Cortisone's the stuff they give you for arthritis. Oh. Oh yeah. So. What he said, yeah. not what I said. <laughs> so, uh, so Debo's banged up in be- best case scenario. He's out worst case scenario. Does that change your prediction at all? Because I mean, he is a guy that can kind of do everything. Take so the line 49ers, seven. I mean, the 49ers defense is awesome, though. Right. But they've had these slip ups where, like the uh, the Ravens ran through them. Right. Like you know, I I think there's a good chance. Packers didn't look terrible against them. No, they didn't. Yeah, um, and Jared Goff is a better quarterback than Jordan Love. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Jordan Jordan Love had been playing great, but yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Oh, I mean, and I think Jordan Love's going to be uh, honestly, uh, what a freaking move by Green Bay to be like, fine, go ahead, Rogers. Yeah, seriously, just like, to, I think we got this. I mean, to possibly, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself here, but to have three franchise quarterbacks back to back to back to back. To back, to back, to back is is that unheard of? Yeah, I think, like uh, I'm trying to think of a, like another program that that's done that, another franchise. I mean, I mean, you you would have to look at like um, three three would be tough. Seriously, like I can, uh, maybe, I can maybe think of like two, where like the Patriots with Bledsoe to Brady. Yeah, like like two is two is fine, but I mean like I like I'm trying to think. Three's insane. I mean, like who'd they have? Montana to Montana to Steve Young. That's a good one, but who was third? Like after, no, uh, Jeff, no, Jeff Garcia. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you know, but that but that's a good that's a great example of a one two punch. I I mean maybe, no, I wouldn't even say I wouldn't say the Steelers. I'm trying no, to think, because, of, what was it? I just had the to question pass. is the Steelers' it, only good quarterback would have Roth, been Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger and then Bradshaw. Before Bradshaw, that. right. 
Bradshaw's stats suck. I mean, who is before four Super Bowls, bro? I know, I but it's just I I did some a deep dive on like Joe Namath and like Terry Bradshaw. They both have more interceptions and touchdowns. Granted, yeah, I know it was a running right type of game back then, but it's just like so funny. Like, yeah, he's one of the greatest of all time, and I'm like, really? Who was before Ben? Was it Ben Roethlisberger? Was it Tommy Maddox, the dude from the XFL? Is that is that who it was before then? Immediately before, I mean, they had like Charlie Batch. They had I forgot about Charlie uh, Batch, Tommy Maddox. They had Neil o, Neil O'Donnell took him to the Super Bowl when they got beat by the Cowboys. Mm. Um, yeah, Tommy Maddox. Right. But the question was, Tanner, who's had three back to back to back franchise quarterbacks oh, that, that were successful? You know, that's what that's, we're saying with Jordan Love. Have, yeah, Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. I mean, you had. Um, you know, back to back again, the Colts with Manning to Luck, but but no, there was like a Curtis Painter in between there. That was just the oh that, yeah. Like, that, that, I don't like. I don't count that because Manning was on the team. He was hurt. Okay, yeah, all right, that's fair. Injury, that's yeah. fair. Um, but I mean, seriously, he couldn't turn his head. Yeah. I don't know that he still can. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not on the, sure. On the show, it kind of looks like his whole body moves. So if, was, if his neck wasn't fucked up, do you think he would have got one more championship? Yeah, because in he, Indy. No, just in general. In in Denver, absolutely. He got one that yeah, he got one in Denver. No, I'm saying, yeah, yeah but was, I was I wondering if got, you I think he could have got two in Denver. Absolutely. If two he, in Denver, maybe two in Indy. That last that last one, I mean Oh, it was all it was all defense. Yeah. I mean he was dead, basically. Yeah, no, he was he was game managing that a, shit. But. There was a point where they, I feel like they were like, Do we start Peyton? Yeah. All right, we have to. <laughs> like it's Peyton Manning. But like Brock Osweiler wasn't like a sh- Got paid after that too, which oh, is yeah, the funniest yeah. thing. He didn't even finish out a season, and the Texans were like, "Yeah, we'll give you seventy million dollars. Here you go, man." And he was like, "Thanks, I'll sign yeah. the dotted line." Oh god, that did not Never work out. Never say no to money. Never say no to money. I remember speaking of, I, I remember hearing in two separate interviews because I was listening to the Westwood One interview uh, after leaving a house and seeing the TV interview. Of Peyton Manning, and right after that Super Bowl when he mentioned Bud Light like twice, and I was like, Budweiser. Pey- oh, Budweiser is like Peyton is getting some money from Anheuser Busch. Right. Like he knows exactly what the hell he's doing. That was I shrewd. That's like the first Super Bowl winner that like wasn't like I'm going to Disney World. Yeah, like, he just straight up was, was like, like endorsements, and I was like, I'm drinking beer. It's like, like hell not, yeah, <laughs> not hating the player there, not at all. This is a damn good question, and I know there's a lot of stuff on uh, left on. Um, the uh, the sheet of lies, but I I would love to figure out this question: Who's had three back to back franchise quarterbacks? But maybe we can we'll do some research tonight. Yeah. In yeah. next episode, we can we can. I talk honestly about don't it. think it's anybody else. I, I like I can't think of anybody else, and I'm not sure. I mean, we'll see what the future holds for Jordan Love, but right. he certainly it looks like yeah looks good <laughs> yeah looking looks good like for the real deal for Green Bay for sure. It's my favorite stat of the year is his first year of starting is. Better than any Chicago Bears quarterback season in history, which is like, wow. One of the <laughs> oldest franchises in, oh my God. in the NFL. That is pretty crazy. Uh, college football nugget, uh, Uga X, um, the winningest UGA Bulldog. His name was Quee. Is that I think right? It, I, that's, is it Q or Q? Q. Q. It's Q. Q. <laughs> uh, pour one out for Uga X. Also Q. He died peacefully in his sleep. Died in his sleep, 10 years old. So shout out Uga X. Um, NHL, what's this? Berkey coming back? 
Nah, uh, it was a okay. lie. It ended up he came out and said no, and then. My favorite one is uh, Pinto from the Senators coming back from a 41-game suspension <laughs> for betting, and he gets an assist in his game back with a betting ad on his helmet, which is like, ha <laughs> why? Like, Saying like, hey, come on, come on. Uh, yeah, I forgot about Pinto being gone that long. Uh, Patrick Waugh, head coach of the Isles. Um, I like that move. I like I, that I'm okay lot. with that. He's He's... Insane. No, I love that's Patrick Waugh. He's, no, he's and, one of the crazy coaches, the hockey, crazier right? coaches. Yeah. yeah. Who, who who makes the best coaches? Crazy guys. Is it goalies? Uh, mm. that's a good question. You know, I'm like trying baseball, to think. The best managers, generally catchers. catchers. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, mean, I do think. I'm like, trying you to have think a point other with that because, like a catcher, you have to see the whole field, or in this case, you ice. Understand that? Yeah. Yeah. So they, he definitely sees. What are other good goalie? Head coaches. I mean, Patrick Waugh. Patrick I can't Waugh. think of another one, but I know they're there. Yeah. Dang. That's a good question. I just find it it's funny. It's going to drive that, me crazy. That rivalry's back, Marty versus Patrick Waugh, because Marty's doing something with the Devils up right. in the front office, and then you got Patrick Waugh, the bench coach for the Islanders. I would say that there's, that, yeah, there's something, there's, to, there's something to that. I would just be being, interested. I, mean, I don't know enough about hockey, right? That's... That's, That's a, a great point, I was telling Painter that. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm out of my depth here. I will say there is something to be said for crazy coaches. Right. Um, I mean, one of the biggest issues in the NHL, I think, is, I mean, it makes the NBA look like they, you know, have a lot of fresh faces. And we just talked about Doc Rivers taking a job. Right. Like, the NHL, like, is like the same 10 guys. Over and over. Peter Laviolette, oh, yeah. Paul Maurice, Pete DeBoer. Like, I mean, it's it's all these John Tortorella and like the, these same guys that have coached like four different teams in the like in so like you're ten years. Soccer's a lot like that too. It yeah. is just the same, same, same old, same old, same coaches. And I like a lot of these guys. Over and over and over. You know, you know, I like Peter Laviolette. I think John Tortorella is nuts, but I love him. Oh, like yeah. he just has a shelf life. You know, and I think Patrick Ross is going to be the same way. Like. The, the nuttier, the shorter the shelf life, but still, like, you'll have some fun. Yeah. Like, Torts was insane with the Rangers, but I still, he had some fun. He was crazy with the, you know, with, with Columbus. Still, he had some fun. He's been doing a great job with the Flyers this year. I mean, they, they you know, they've, they've really turned around. It's a lot of fun, but probably, like, after three years, you're going to be like, all right. It's like whiskey. Yeah. You know, a couple, first couple shots are great, but you don't want to be still sipping on that at, like, four in the morning all right Stephen a smith wants to debate donald trump dude when i saw that i right away was like he'd get ruined well but, only because donald trump doesn't debate that's what i'm saying like you need like, somebody even, that but here's the thing he got he got so pete two people that came came to my mind that get under Stephen a smith's skin is uh, Skip Bayless, of course, and he had right. to, he had to push him out of ESPN because he's like, I can't do it with him. And then they were like, All right, let's get Max Kellerman. And Kellerman, say what you want. I thought I I also agree. I think he's a idiot when it comes to something that's not boxing. I think he's awesome in his well, he's a great zone. great he's boxing great boxing great guy. Boxing. But he, and I enjoyed him as the host of Around the Horn. Yeah, was that like, was. Yeah. But he his second skill is just saying stuff that just gets under people's skin and it was perfect when well, they were they, like let's like, put him on Stephen A. Smith's show and he would just come out like the Iggy Dollar thing like 
It's a Martians have a death beam pointed at Earth, and it's a one last shot that I need someone to take. I'm taking Iguodala. Like that stuff coming out of his mouth was perfect with Stephen A. being like, ah, "What? What is wrong with you, man?" And like with Trump, Molly just sitting there trying to keep the show on the rails. Yeah, and Trump is known for saying some outlandish stuff, no matter what the platform he's on, calling anyone anything he wants. Him and Stephen A would be a great... I said it right here. I'd spend my last dollar to see that live. I think that'd be hilarious. And I think Trump would... Oh, I think Trump well, would... What are they debating would, on? That's I what was I was going to say, Trump would probably body him just because, I mean... I mean, it, it's yeah. just going to be nonsense. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I love Stephen A. I'm not a huge fan of Trump, but I will say he was entertaining as shit. Oh, yeah. Well, and, he's the funniest I mean, president As Shane Gillis says, I mean, you know, he was... He was incredible. <laughs> it was yeah, the joke. Honestly. He would just come in for the last one. They're both gay. Yeah. Like, that's so... Like, guy, he'd be the funniest. He, it's not saying he's... It'd be funny to assassinate a president. Oh, okay. <laughs> he'd make the funniest be, noise. They'd be the funniest president to get assassinated because he'd be in the middle of a speech and the shooter would stand up, sit down, you're gay, <laughs> and then he'd make a funny noise. And then that was it. <laughs> I love Shane Gillis. He's one of my favorite comedians. But yeah, I don't see that ending well for Stephen A. If he were to go up against Trump, that's uh, that's for damn sure. Um, speaking of Shane Gillis, top three comedians you're listening to right now. What do you got? Oh, Shane Gillis, obviously. Uh, I like to always go with my go-to pick, Tom Segura. Yeah, Tom's good. Tom's good. And then I'll go with. Pete Holmes, he had a really funny stand-up really? recently. Okay, I love I, his I sketches. It. I love his sketches. That's what I think. I'm not a huge fan. I, well, I, 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 I'm not. A, I'm not saying like I, I dislike him. I'm not super familiar. Yeah. with his stand-up. I think he recently you know, just wasn't familiar with your game, sir. You know, one of those type things. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I actually have I have floor seats for the Burt Kreischer. That's oh nice. Gonna be here. <clears throat> uh, I have wandered back into Anthony Jesselneck. Nice. Okay, yeah, he's a good one. And, like, I know that he's older, but at the same time, like, I just, I, I guess I went a big circle around and wandered back into what he talks about. And, like, he said one the other day, he was like, no, I'm not. He was talking about stupid women. And he said something along the lines of, no, I'm not saying that all women are stupid because the smart ones just don't come to my shows <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good that's pretty good i'm trying to think of like current guys i mean tom segura is up there uh nate bargazzi is definitely up there nate's good um sebastian maniscalco cracks me up with his italian stuff and he's i think one of the best physical com- like comedians out right now he's very good with the physical comedy um, which I think is like a, oh, a certain well, skill. He's dead now, but and then, Bernie Mac. Oh, Bernie Mac. He was so funny. I've been watching a lot of Norm Macdonald stuff, like specifically interviews um, with him. Is that like he's just hilarious in those? Uh, Taylor Thomason, big fan of hers, and I'm yeah, hoping good. I'm hoping she'll be there because I'll be honest, I don't dislike Burt Kreischer. I don't think he's that funny. He, I mean, he's he's, he's I think fun. he's good on his podcast. He's fun, but. If you're getting the same group of comics that, like the last time he came here, Jenky, you're in for a treat. Oh, because, I, I saw him last time he came here. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, you got and to see David Tell, before. Shane Gillis, yeah, I, I mean, Taylor Tomlinson. We got, um, uh, so you know, he, uh, and I don't know if he still does this or not, but he used to do like 
where uh, he would go out to a bar afterwards. Oh, nice. Um, so the this would be the second time he came to Louisville, I think. Uh, I meet him out, and if you watch Two Bears, uh, One Cave, he wears um, back-to-back episodes. He wears the uh, mint juleps hat, and he wears the uh, masher's hat. I gave those to him. Really? No shit. Yeah. That's Actually, awesome. Yeah. That is that's so sick. awesome. Like I, I got in touch with his wife before the show. I was like, what's that hat does he wear? Oh, that's so cool. On Two Bears, One Cave, he was always wearing different minor league. Talk to Leanne. Yeah. yeah. Holy uh, shit. Yeah, that's She's wild. She's a legend. All right. That so, is wild. So, like, I was just like, hey, listen, he wears them all the time. He seems to like them. I want, uh, like, I want him to have this piece of Louisville. Right. And uh, so that was. Did she you was like, eat him? She was like. Eight. I was like, God damn. <laughs> that's a big ass head. Big ass Shit, head, bro. Well, look at him. He's a big ass man. No, no, he, he he's great. And I would love to hang out with him. He seems yeah. like a genuinely nice no, guy. A, so that was actually an incredibly fun night because uh, this was springtime in 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that right? Oh, I was, I went to him when he was at Yum. Yeah, springtime 2020. This was at. Uh, Center for the Arts. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And then the next time was at Young. Yeah, yeah. I uh, he actually did one that uh, I had tickets to, but I missed, where he did uh, during COVID. Oh, really? He did the show out at the Sourback Drive-In. Oh, wow, that's oh, pretty yeah. cool. So I, I remember he was to, doing I had that. tickets to it, and I just missed it. I've seen him probably, I mean, I've seen, this will be four. Oh, me. nice. Uh, we went to St. Louis once to see him. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I like him because... I think he's, I think fat dudes are funny. Well, yeah. no, his storytelling is is oh, amazing. No, uh, he's one of the best storytellers I've ever heard. No, yeah, not so much in like the direct punch jokes sometimes, because um, he laughs over it, right? <laughs> right. But but like in the in the in the continuous like you know I'm going to tell you a five to seven minute story. Yeah, he's very very good at it. Oh yeah, no no no, I I I, I like him. I just like his stand up. I just don't love. But uh, it's it's weird. I like him a lot. Like, I love him on the podcast. I love his storytelling. But it's like his actual stand-up. It's like it's one of those things. I, it's almost like a Matt Reif syndrome where his stand-up isn't that great, but he has a skill that yeah, is... Matt Reif's crowd work is fantastic. Matt Reif's crowd work is, is second but to none. But it's, second but it's, to none. Like, his stand-up special is meh. Yeah, right. Like, and that's what I think, like, Burt Kreischer's stand-up in, in of itself, meh. But like his storytelling, yeah. second to none. I thought it was his, old his, his podcasting and stuff. No, his older stuff I think is better. But I think, and I don't like I said, I don't know. The last time I saw him, he did tell the. And I'm not trying to shit all over no, no, your no. guy, like he, by he any stretch. Tell, he did tell the. I like uh, him. The the whole machine. The machine story. Yeah, I think he stopped telling it now, which would be good. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think I think we've reached the point now where if you've wanted to hear it, you've heard it. Right. And yeah. where it is an incredibly good, funny story at the same time. We yeah, got it. Bring some other stuff. Now, I do. I love when he talks about his family and stuff like that. Like those stories. I think yeah. those are really funny. About his retarded Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like those are hilarious. Like I, I, that's the thing. I do really like the guy. I just like, I think like, you know, it's, it's almost like, okay. I feel like it's like talking about Dennis Rodman and like bringing up, this is a bad analogy because, you know. <laughs> He never scored, but like saying like De- De- Dennis Rodman is the be- like is a great like offensive asset for the Bulls. No, no, he's 
elite at rebounding and right. he was elite defender, but he wasn't scoring a ton of baskets. Like right. that's a, like I and I liked him. Like I f- feel like that's sort of like how I am with Burt Kreischer. He's elite at certain things, but to say just his stand up is great. Meh, like, right. Well, you know. I, I, but I think you get uh, you, I think you get that with everybody. Like yeah. you got really good uh, comedians that are. Uh, Pete Holmes is a great example. I haven't seen his stand up, but like even if his stand up's not great, I still love Pete Holmes yeah. right. because his sketches are yeah. fucking amazing. Are like second yeah. to none. The Bad Men series might be my favorite like group uh, like seriously, it might be my favorite group of sketches ever. So, you know, it's absolutely fantastic stuff. Yeah. But, you know, uh, uh but, but like if it's Burt Kreischer, he's great. Don't get me wrong. But if you bring some of his friends with him, you're in for one of the best no, I think, comedy I think, shows. And ever. I think that it will be because much like the last Yum Show, there's a lot of people there. Oh my god, it, it was. I mean, David Tell, who's one of my all-time yeah. favorites. I mean, Bert's still fucking great. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I bought a, a bottle opener from that, like wow. which I thought was perfect. I mean, Bert's Bert's great. Like David Tell is one of my all-time favorites. Right. Taylor Tomlinson's one of my new favorites, She's along good. with Shane Gillis. Yeah. Like those two are you know, like. I'll be honest with you, I don't necessarily. I remember Shane at that show specifically. Right, but he I might wonder, have been there. I want. I wonder if somehow I just missed it. Hmm. Maybe no, because like I could have been like getting drinks or something like that. I, I he might have been it. an opener too. That because yeah, like, there were two no, other guys. Right. I just wonder if I missed that part of it. Um, Shane Gillis recently just started going on his own. That's why. Yeah. Well, and then on top, like so, you know, I the last one I went to would have been. I think I went to Adam Sandler last. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. And then I think before that may have been Chris Rock and then Dave Chappelle. Oh, I would have loved to have seen that show. Chris Rock was like a, a, a bucket list a bucket list check, right? Yeah. Uh, he's not – his older stuff is better. He's still good. Right. Yeah. He, he's he's uh, He might have lost a little off the he, fastball, but right, he's still he, pretty good. He had good. to have Tommy John surgery, so now he's relying on his, on his off-speed and his breaking stuff. Right, but yeah. it's still but pretty it's still good. good. Nice. He's, well, still, he's still starting the game. He's still starting the game. He can still give you, you yeah. know, five, five and a third yep. for sure. All right, with that said, I got to get out of here, boys. But if you guys want to keep uh, carrying on, by all means. You want to go through the NFL? Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. I'm going to bid everybody adieu. You guys close right. her out. Yep. And uh, yeah, thanks guys. Enjoy. Posting, yeah. Have fun. All right. So, do you want to wait till the Ravens Chiefs one for this last? On this, we'll talk um, about them second. Yeah. So the like we were we were um, we started getting into it and then quickly got distracted. Um. <coughs> yeah. So I. I, I think I'm I, I think I'm with the Lions, um, more more Lions. more with, more with my like my heart than my head. Yeah, because I do think the 49ers are a better team because their defense is significant. So good. Now the Lions' defense has been really good in the playoffs, um, but you know that are they just on a hot streak where they're riding a wave or what's what's going on? Uh, you know, there's some of that information. Does uh, not help that it's in Levi or at correct. Yeah, being being uh, an away game doesn't help you for what for what exactly is happening there. And then you've got the 49ers are still dangerous offensively. Depending, um, you know, Debo doesn't all the way all the way make the team. You know, uh, Brandon Ayuk is so good. You know, George Kittle is still there. Christian McCaffrey is still there. Like 
There's a, they they have one of the best offensive lines. Like, dude, there's like they're very good. So it'd be hard to pick against them intelligently. Yeah, right. But I I want I want the Lions to win this game. It's at they have on ESPN bet they have it at San Francisco minus seven. Which I feel like is a pretty big spread. I was going to say very big, but yet again, they're at home. Like you just said, top five talent. Maybe not at all the O-line positions, but for the skill positions on the offensive side. Say what you want about Purdy, but it doesn't matter when you got C-Mac to your left. You got uh, Jusick to your right to block for you. You got Brandon Ayuk in the slot. You got George Kittle, who's blocking Ant... Who I will say, and even Ray Ray McLeod has been playing. Well. Yeah, Ray Ray McLeod, like with Kittle, like yeah, he might not be the best cat catching tight end, but when you're talking about all around tight end, that's the best tight end in the league when it comes to blocking, yeah, run blocking, all that stuff. With that talent around Purdy, you just it. It's you need him to, to not fuck it up. Yeah, what he did uh, against the Ravens a few weeks right. ago. Literally had the MVP trophy slipped away out of his hands because so, he fucked it up. <laughs> but, but, yeah, uh, I'm still I'm still picking the Lions. I'm uh, taking Lions plus seven, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I don't – I'm not confident on the money line. <clears throat> plus seven, maybe it'll move a little bit for the game because, you know, favorites, they always get – a lot of people start piling on. But then you also brought it up before we started, the whole theory of the Super Bowl logo. Right. <laughs> it's red or maroon, whatever the fuck the color is for the 49ers, maroon or red. Uh, it's not quite maroon. It's a deep so, red. So, yeah, red. And then you have the purple, so it's good. Yeah, it's the It looks the like it's going to be 49ers, Ravens. But then, so I would be taking lines plus seven, the over-under at 15 and a half. I do think there's going to be a lot of points, but I don't know if it's going to get over 50 and a half. I'd like to think it's going to be like a 24, 21, 27, 21 kind of game. Right. Which, I'm sorry, Maven, I think that for the 49ers take it, but I don't for know. the Lions, I think if, you got the whole fucking country cheering for you. <laughs> I think I think if you get a shoot, I think if it's a shootout, I think the Lions have a better chance. All right, all right. I like that when, point. When the defense gets removed from the 49ers, I think the Lions are more... Are, are more competitive offensively. They're more equals. Yeah. Because Goff is a better quarterback than um, Purdy. Purdy. And, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown is is better than all of their receivers. Um, oh, what uh, their tight end? Kittle. No. Oh, Laporta? Laporta. Laporta is uh, an incredible receiver. Well, yeah, we got. Uh, if Mark Andrews comes back, there's the four top. Four tight ends in the league in this con- or in the conference championships yeah. this weekend. Yeah, Laporta. If he, because he had that knee injury in Week 18 against the Vikings, but he looked fine last yeah, week. He was fine last week. I think he said something like it's a little different running with the the bulky brace, but it seems like it's working just fine. Uh he, at the beginning of the year they were. People were like wondering, like, why the hell did you guys draft Jameer Gibbs top ten? I think it was, or at least twelfth, I think. And now he's looking like a could be a top three running back in the NFC. You know, he got the number one guy, of course, C Mac, right. in San Francisco. But like, if that run game can contribute, 
Because you also, yeah, you didn't talk about Jameer Gibbs. You also have that power back coming out of the backfield, too. David Montgomery, yeah. It just would be something to think that, yeah, I'm taking the plus seven. Taking the Lions plus seven. It's just that 49ers defense, man, when they're on, they're fucking on. And they don't have, besides Fred Warner and trying to think, oh, and Bosa, they don't have very standout guys on the defense. They but Chase Young, too. Oh, Chase Young, too. Yeah, oh, my God, I forgot they traded for him. But he's not the, the best coming out of the – he had, he had the up, Jadavian he, Clowney hype. He's freeing up Bosa. Yes, that, that too. But he had that Jadavian Clowney type of hype coming out of the draft where it's like, oh, my God, he's going to be a wrecking crew for your defense. And not saying he's a bust at all. I don't think he, he hasn't is. lived up to the hype, just like Jadavian Clowney. But Jadavian Clowney's having a very good career. I think he's in about to be his tenth year, or this is his tenth year in the league. Yeah. And yeah, that injury his rookie year hindered him, or his second year, I think. But like, he's still dominant. I mean, will, he's playing great. Will yeah, will make those plays that I'm like, oh, I don't want to. I can't take the Lions. Like your third linebacker on the Ravens is Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, that that's insane, right? Like, and he's wearing twenty four, which is so weird to me. <laughs> but I'm taking the Lions plus seven. Gonna take the under in that game at fifty and a half. Expect that spread to move up a little bit in favor of the Forty ers But yet again, the Lions. You got. I think it gets bet. I think it gets bet down. I bet five and a half. Whatever you think. Yeah, all right, five and a half. Then I might as well jump on that plus seven now. I would. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna the um, Fanduel. I also don't bet, so there's that. Fair enough. Um, and then you know the Ravens Chief game. Oh yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I'm obviously taking the Ravens. I want to, but now. Nah. There's I, that. I know that there's the whole thing with the the ref, the, the referee that you know forty percent of the time, or the home team only wins forty percent of the time when he's the referee, but I think that's a that's still 40% of the time, yeah. right? And I think the Ravens have hit the stride offensively, which is where we wanted to be right now. I think they've finally gotten right into their groove. Uh, Lamar is passing out of the pocket incredibly well. He's being smart with the way that he runs. Um, he's, you know, he's not forcing it. He's not forcing any non-called uh, run plays. So, um, oh, Todd, Todd Munkin's offense has been well, yeah, amazing. I mean, a, the structure of it's great. And then, you know, you had Isaiah Likely come on. Um, you've had um, Rashad, ba- Rashad Bateman's been a, been much, much, much better right now. OBJ's kind of coming uh, back. He's doing what he, he had, needs to do. He had to knock that rust off at the he's beginning. A good, he's a good number, too. Yes. And Zay Flowers is fantastic. I was watching. I saw a thing. Um the potential, you know, the the draft, the pro football uh, podcast or whatever it is, PFF, um, they were uh, doing all of the team's dra- uh, potential drafts, and they were talking, you know, the Ravens picking at 32. They were talking about uh, Xavier Worthy out of Texas. I mean, 6'4", and as fast as Zay Flowers is, like, bro, give that guy, please give that guy to fucking Lamar. Oh, my goodness. Please do that. It's just... And the the defense, right? I think the I 
I think the Ravens' defense is going to bother the Chiefs. I think they're the right kind of team that keep uh, Pacheco from running, just plowing through the middle, right? Because that's what he did. Uh, that with the Bills game, he basically they, he, they basically just drove him between the ta- between the between the guards. I don't know who the analyst was, but he said it perfectly. Pacheco runs like his his shoes don't fit, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's perfect." Yeah. But you know, I I think the the Ravens are built to stop are built to stop the Chiefs right now. Yeah, you know, they're built to. They got Kyle Hamilton. He's probably going to be covering Kelsey more than likely. Then you got Roquan. Smith, uh, I mean Patrick Queen. I would take Roquan Smith, Kevin Kelsey. It, it, you can't go wrong either way with those two. Yeah, like when, you, when you can bracket Kelsey like that, and then you've got enough to handle what what Rasheed Rice is. Like I think I think they're in a good spot. He's, he's coming on. Yeah, he's good. Like yeah. he's gonna be good. He, like, um, but again, like we were talking before, do you have any idea how difficult it is to win back to back? Oh yeah. Especially at, at or uh, on the road. No, I'm talking about back to back Super Bowls. Oh, oh, yeah. Like to put oh. two together, two seasons together like that is so hard. Winning alone is hard. Only, <laughs> and it's only becoming more and more difficult. Yeah, and there's no. It's it's not a secret that that Chiefs offense is wouldn't even say a step below the whole goddamn staircase below to what they're used to. Right with. They lost Juju, which uh, it doesn't really look like they missed out on much with him in New England. Yeah, and Van, uh, uh, Scanling's not, not yeah, v- what they were hoping. And then Tony's uh, uh, has non, feet for non, hands. Non-contributor. He's very fast, but hey, you yeah. can't do much when you can't catch the ball. And the Chiefs were not only a missed kick away from going to OT, but also a Stefan Diggs drop. A very, very, very big one. Oh yeah, that fifty-five yarder. Oh my goodness! I, 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 I think I was in the car or something, going to uh, go get pizza, and I missed it. But seeing it on Twitter is like, I think yeah, someone said, awful. someone was like, "Yeah, Josh Allen can't overthrow that," and all the responses are like, "You're an idiot." That was yeah. right in the bread basket. <laughs> That's all on Stefan. That's a fantastic throw. And now, I think that for the Bills too. I think that this was the window. Because when you look at... I don't think so. I think the Bills are fine. But when you look at... But the Bills are the Bills. Oh, the Bills are the Bills. They'll still they'll still compete, and they'll lose in the funniest Jurassic way, and I'll laugh my ass off. But I think... What's his name? In saying this, luckily you don't have to pay a quarterback yet because you guys don't have a quarterback. Good for you. I wish I had that issue. I think the cap space or the cap hit for Josh Allen's hitting now, which is going to be they're going to lose out on, and he didn't play, which I feel like he might have been very useful. Uh, Gabe Davis is probably gone. God knows what they're going to do with Stephon Diggs with all of his outbreaks and whatnot on on the sidelines or in the locker room. It's thankfully they have Kincaid, which he's a very, 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 very good tight end. It's just it's gonna be something when I'm trying to get it up. Not this is this this year? Blue chew. Blue chew. <laughs> For when you're trying to get it up. 
it's gonna yeah, I think that cap yeah the cap hit's gonna hit because the they still have Von, Von Miller, Miller holy sh I remember that news broke that I was like oh yeah they signed him to a six year deal and I was like <laughs> six I would have been like ooh two years like two oh years. shit alright I mean but, I, may have, I may have overpaid him in two years but at the same time six years is retarded oh also can't mention that the Chiefs with the miss kick, the draw, or I don't know if it's just through the hands of Stefan Diggs, the decision to go in their own territory, fourth and five. Yeah. DeMar Hamlin. The DeMar Hamlin uh, fake, fake punt. punt. Sean McDermott. This is not a Disney movie. <laughs> you can't be pulling that shit right. in the playoffs. Like, oh, this is a feel good moment. Oh, I feel like shit now, kind of thing. Um, with. With the whole Sean Smith being the head ref for that Ravens-Chiefs game, I'm super ready to jump on the um, Chiefs plus three and a half and money line. I think I'm just going to keep it a safe bet, and you could say what you want. Like, oh, my God, do you have Lamar and Patrick Mahomes? I think I'm just going to take the under. Those two defenses are... Unstoppable. The only reason why the Chiefs are here is that defense. They're amazing. Yeah, they have played well. And then Ravens defense, at home too, they blow teams out. They don't let them score. Yeah. I think the Lions, who are in the conference championship, I think they only had three points when they went to uh, M&T Bank Stadium. Um, another team got blown out, the Seahawks. I mean, yeah, they're not... They're not super talented, but still, they're blowing teams out at home. I really like, you know, like you said, the, their defense is built to stop the Chiefs. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take the the Sean Smith the head or being the head ref. I got to take the Baltimore Ravens minus three and a half. I think I have to. I was like, don't overthink this. Yeah. Because you know Justin Tucker is going to be nailing these field goals if... They just get a little bit over that yep. Chiefs field or side of the field. Yep. He'll be knocking those in. Yeah, they got to take the Ravens minus three and a half. But, man, that's going to be an exciting game. I wish they could switch it around where they're the 630 game. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. nonetheless, I'm going to enjoy football on Sunday. Well, that's, all, all that's rated up because of the um, time zones. Oh, yeah, true. Because the other team, the the Niners are. So that actually will be at three thirty yeah, Western 3, time. Three thirty, yeah, West Coast. Uh, but um, we'll get. Want to talk about anything else? Well, I think we can save the last one for uh, the next one. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll be back with white people shit. Um, and we're looking. Uh, we're currently looking for a uh, sponsor for the show. Uh, we are. Uh, we like to eat. Um, and very we, which we didn't get to do today because we're work, because we're working on something. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll be doing some uh, shows sponsored by restaurants. Oh, um, actually, one last topic, and you did see it, right? Caitlin Clark getting bodied. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's your side on it? Because now I'm seeing. So people she looks like she flopped, bro. You think so? All right. Yeah, like it looked like she saw the person, and then purposely went. Into the con into the zone to be contacted. Did she take a pretty solid contact? Oh, yeah. she got bodied. <laughs> she did. She took a pretty solid contact, but she went into it. 
there's an easy way to stop that. You stop, I mean, don't, stop moving. You stop moving. Yeah. You saw that coming. And I'm not mad at her. I don't care. Looking for sympathy off of it kind of seems weird. But I'm not, I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't care. All right. She's not hurt. She's not done for the year. Or I didn't, I didn't see that was the thing. I didn't hear what she said. So I heard Louie on his show today. I just overheard. Congrats, Caitlin Clark. You're the new Grayson Allen. And I was like, the hell was going on here? But then he he explained it. He was like. Yeah, with the tripping. The tripping or or, um, it was just more like like what you said, like looking for a reaction kind of thing. Like being just just a jab in the the side. Yeah. But it could have been a lot worse for the Big Ten, Iowa basketball, NCAA bas or women's basketball. Yeah, if she goes goes down, that's real bad. Because I'm on the side of, I think, and yeah, the WNBA loses money every year. I haven't heard anybody say anything yet about people stop rushing the court. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I'm thankful I have not heard that. I'm pro-rush the court. I'm, poor, I'm pro-storm the field. Listen, I, I'm, I'm 40. Uh, I'm a man. So, uh... <laughs> or what's it, Gundy? Yeah. So, um... <laughs> I'm not going to probably be the one doing it, more or less. Like, would I get onto it at the end after everybody's out there? Yeah. Yeah, I probably would. But I'm not going to be one of the first four or 5,000 onto the floor of the field, right? I'm going to wait my turn. I'm going to take it easy down the steps. <laughs> I'm going to gingerly get onto the field of the court, and I'm going to just take in the moment. That's exa- I'm not going to be acting like a fool. That's exactly what I did with the Notre Dame game. I, like... It was like, wow, there's a lot of people. Yeah. I'm going to wait five minutes. <laughs> so, like, uh, I was at the Florida State game, right, uh, there uh, when we stormed the field and tear down the, the goalpost. And I think we've talked about that on here before. Um, I was 20, 21 years old. Absolutely, I'm doing that at 21 oh, yeah. years old. That's, like, one of the best parts about going to a college game is if you get to experience that and storm the field – it like that Florida State game is a moment that I continue to tell people about twenty years later. Yeah, because it was so much fun. I remember being in the crowd during the Notre Dame game, like slowly but surely, the game's getting away from the Irish, and I was like, "Are we gonna storm the field?" And I was like, "Ah, probably not. Like we're ranked top twenty. Like we just beat number ten. Like yeah." I was like, "This, but this isn't the biggest win in Louisville history." But then. It hit me again. I was like, nah, we've been through some shit years. Like, people want to do it. Like, nah, listen, just storm that field. Like I said, that, that was awesome. That, uh, Granted, storm. the next week sucked, and I was like, maybe storming the field sucked, or it was a dumb move, but. Nah, screw that. It was great. People had their moment, um, and it did lead to one of the funniest videos of all of college football this year was the the kid going up to one of the guys on Notre Dame, like, how about that? Holding up the L and the guy just turned around and like gives him a death stare like, I could knock the fuck out of this kid, but he won't. He didn't. So um, when uh, when that happens, when the when the Florida State game happens, right, I'm in section 107 because I was uh, involved with a girl that was at a sorority and her dad played quarterback U of L in the 70s, so he had alumni tickets, right? Oh, hell yeah. Like the Letterman section is like 107. Um, so... We have their tickets. We're there. Uh, actually, you know what? I think I just kind of weaseled my way into their spot, maybe. I just, like, made it down there and, like, wiggled in. 
uh, I don't think I had one of their tickets. I think I just had my regular student tickets. Yeah. And um, when we, my a couple of my buddies came over because the student section was the next section over. They come over and they're at the rail as it's as the you know as Henry Miller runs to the end. We're on the field before Henry Miller's in the end zone. <laughs> like we're we're over the wall so fast. Like the Florida State because we're on the Florida State sideline, right on that 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 side. Like that's the Florida State sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on the field so fast. Florida State has not put their stuff up yet, so their gear is everywhere. And my, one of my buddies is trying to steal a Florida State helmet left and right. I think because they're just laying out, right? They're not prepared for this. They didn't. Uh, who, who saw a who saw a uh, school bus path open? You know, <laughs> and Henry Miller get twenty five straight yards of untouched grass to just run through. Like nobody sees that. So they weren't prepared, and he almost got like he had the uh, he had his hand over the front over the front of it, was trying to get it into the, like the face mask area, and they were yanking him off the table by the face mask. He's just pawing at him left and right <laughs> because honestly, if we get a hold of it, we're leaving with it. Oh yeah, like, you're I not think, getting, bro, you're not getting this. I back. think one of my friends like had a photo where like he just was holding up a Notre Dame helmet, yeah. and then I was like, "Did you get to keep it?" He's like, "No," like someone. Took it from me right right after that photo. I was like, rightfully so, but like it would have been sick to just have. Oh no! If I if if he gets a hold of that, we're playing keep away. Oh yeah, like we're. You guys already got the the goalpost, so hey, what's a helmet? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm we're plowing. I'm I'm running circles around the field. You're not finding me. <laughs> I would. Oh my god. What do you think? Hmm. Do you think we? Like next year, we have a reason to storm the field, or do you think we're above that now? Especially uh, with all the hype going into. I don't this think season. we have a home game that would be worth it. Oh, <laughs> so if we were playing Clemson at home, maybe that. And and if Clemson is normal Clemson, Clem- yeah, not Clemson from last year, um, who somehow still won a bowl game. <laughs> yeah. Uh do you have anything else to say? I don't. I think we're done. All right. I think we're capped out. That was good. Uh, episode six, right? Episode six in the books. Uh, Nick is gone. I don't know where he went. Apparently, uh, yeah, I mean, apparently either. he's not getting fired, or maybe he is right now. Who knows? Yeah, hard to tell. Well, so if Nick, you did get fired, sorry, buddy. Thanks for giving me us. a job in the first place. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, uh, but yeah, this is uh, Jinky, your boy, Tanner Brute, twenty-eight, and then. Nikki V, who is not here to yep, sign Nikki off. Vespin. Nikki Vespin. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week for episode seven. And hopefully we'll be talking about a potential Ravens Super Bowl. Oh, I think we are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually can't wait to talk about a Ravens Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Let's just start doing that. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> God damn. I'm a hundred percent not in here.